To be a successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need millions of dollars or millions of customers, millions of clients or millions of fans. To make a living as a craftsperson, a photographer, a musician, a designer, an author, an animator, an app maker, entrepreneur or investor, you need only a thousand of true fans. Thousands of true fans. A true fan is defined as a fan that will buy anything from you, anything you produce. These diehard fans will drive 200 miles to see you sing. They will buy the hardback and paperback and audible versions of your book. They will purchase your next figurine sight unseen. They will pay for the best of the best of DVD version of your free YouTube channel. They will come to your chef's table once a month. Or if you have roughly a thousand true fans like this, also known as super fans, you can make a living if you are content to make a living but not a fortune. Here's how the math works. You need to meet two criteria. First, you have to create enough each year that you can earn on average $100 profit from each of true fan, from each true fan. That is easier to do in some arts and business than others, but it is good, but it is a good creative challenge in every area because it is always easier and better to give your existing customers more. Oh god. Dun, 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 dun. Second, you must have a direct relationship with your fans. That is, they must pay you directly. You get to keep all of their support, unlike the small per percent of their fees you might get from a music label, publisher, studio, retailer, or other intermediate. If you keep the full $100 of each true fan, then you, you need only a 1,000 of them to earn $100,000 a year. That's a living for most folks. A thousand customers is a whole lot more feasible to aim for than a million fans. Millions of paying fans is not a realistic goal to shoot for, especially when you are starting out. But a thousand fans is a doable goal. You might even be able to remember a thousand names if you added one new true fan per day. It only take you a few years to gain a thousand fans. The number a thousand is not absolute. Its significance is in its rough order of magnitude, three orders less than a million. The actual number has to be adjusted for each person. If you are able to only earn $50 per year per true fan, then you need $2,000, 2,000 fans. Likewise, if you can sell $200 per year, you need only 500 true fans. Or you may need, on you may need only $75,000 per year to live on, so you adjust downward. Or if you are a duet, or have a partner, then you need to multiply by two to get 2,000 2, fans. For a team, you need to multiply further. But the good news is that the increase in the size of your true fan base is geometric and linear in proportion to the size of your team. If you increase the team by 33%, you only need to increase your fan base by 33%. Another way to calculate the support of true fans is to aim to get one day's wage per year from them. Can you excite or please them sufficient to earn one day's labor? That's a high bar, but not impossible for a thousand people worldwide. And of course, not every fan will be super. While the support of thousands, true, thousands of true fans may be sufficient for a living, for every single true fan, you might have two, two or three regular fans. Think, think of a, let's see, think of a concentric circles think of concentric circles with true fans at the center of a wider circle of regular fans around them these regular fans may buy your creations occasionally or may have a may have bought only once but their ordinary purchases expand your total income perhaps they bring in an additional 50 percent still you want to focus on the super fans because the enthusiasm of the true fans can increase the percentage of regular fans True fans not only are the direct source of your income, but are also, also your chief marketing force for the ordinary fans. Fans, customers, patrons have been around forever. What's new here? A couple of things. Sorry.
What's new here? <laughs> a couple of things. While direct relationship with customers was a default mode in old times, the benefits of modern retooling meant th th that most creators in the last century did not have direct contact with their customers. Often even publishers, studios, labels, manufacturers did not, did not have such crucial information as the name of their customers. For instance, despite being in business for hundreds of years, no New York book publisher knew the names of their core and dedicated readers. For previous creators, these intermediates, and there was often more than one, meant you need much larger payment systems. No, meant you need much larger a much larger audience to have success. With the advent of ubiquitous peer-to-peer -peer communication <laughs> and the payment systems, also known as the web today, everyone has access to excellent tools that allow anyone to sell directly to anyone else in the world. So a creator in Bend, Oregon can sell and deliver a song to someone in Kathmandu, Nepal, as easily as a New York record label, maybe even more easily. This new technology permits creators to maintain relationships so that the customer can become a fan and so that the creator keeps the total amount of payment, which reduces the number of fans needed. This new ability for the creator re to retain the full price is revolutionary. But a second technolog technological innovation amplifies the, po the power further. A fundamental virtue of peer-to-peer -peer network, like the web, is that the most is that the most obscure node is only one click away from most popular node from the most popular node. In other words, the most obscure underselling book, song, or idea is only one click away from the best-selling book, song, or idea. Early in the rise of the web, the large, the large aggregators of content and products such as eBay, Amazon, and Netflix noticed that the total sales of all the lowest-selling obscure items would equal or in some cases exceed the sales of the, of the few selling items, of the few best-selling items. Chris Anderson, my successor at Wired, <laughs> named this effect the long tail. For the virtually graphed shape of the sales distribution curb, a low nearly interminable line of items selling only a few copies per year that form a long tail for the abrupt vertical base of, new best of a few bestsellers. But the area of the tail was as big as the head. With that sight, the aggregators had great incentive to encourage audiences to click on the obscure items. They invented recommend recommendation engines and other algorithms to channel attention to the rare creators in the long tail. Even web search companies like Google, Bing, Baidu, Baidu, Baidu found it in their interest to reward searchers with the obscure because they could sell ads in the long tail as well. The result was that the most obscure became less obscure. Hmm. If you lived in any of the two million small towns on earth, you might be the only one in your town to crave death metal music, or get turned on by whispering, or want the left hand fishing reel. Before the web, you'd never be able to satisfy the desire. You'd be alone in your fascination, but now satisfaction is, the only, is only a click away. Whatever your interests are as a creator, your, your 1,000 true fans are one click from you. As far as I can tell, there is nothing, no product, no idea, no desire, without a fan base on the internet. Everything made or thought of can interest at least one person in a million. It's a low bar. Yet, if even only one out of a million people were interested, that's a potential of 7,000 people on the planet. That means that any one in a million appeal can find a thousand true fans. The trick is to practically find those fans, and more accurately, to have them find you. <laughs> now here's the thing. The big corporations, the intermediates, the commercial producers 
are all under-equipped and ill-suited to connect with these thousand troop bands. They are institutionally unable to find and deliver niche, niche audiences and consumers. That means the long tail is wide open to you, the creator. You'll have your one in a million true fans to yourself, and the tools for connecting keep getting better. Including the recent innovations in social media, it has never been easier to gather a thousand true fans around a creator and never easier to keep them near you. One of the many new innovations serving the true fan creator is crowdfunding. Having your fans finance your next product for them is genius. Win-win all around. There are about 2,000 different crowdfunding platforms worldwide, and many of them specializing in specific fields, raising money for science experiments, for bands, or documentaries. Each has its own requirements and a different funding model, in addition to specialized interests. Some platforms require, require all or nothing funding goals. Others permit partial funding. Some raise money for completed projects. Some, like Patreon, fund ongoing projects. Patreon supporters, supporters might fund a monthly magazine or a video, video series or an artist's salary. The most famous and largest crowdfunder is Kickstarter, which has raised $2.5 billion for more than 100,000 projects. The average number of supporters for a successful Kickstarter project is 241 founders, funders, far less than a household. Far less than a household, far less than a thousand. <laughs> that means if you have a thousand true fans, you can crowd, you can do a crowdfunding, crowdfunding campaign, because by definition, a true fan will become a Kickstarter funder. Although success of your campaign is dependent on what you ask for your fans, what you ask of from your fans. The truth is that cultivating a thousand true fans is time consuming, sometimes nerve wracking and not for everyone. Done well, and why not do it well? It can become another full time job. At best, it will be a consuming, challenging part time task and require go ongoing skills. There are many creators who, do, who don't want to deal with fans and honestly should not. They should just be paint or sew or make music and hire someone else to deal with their super fans. If that is you and you add someone to your deal with your fans, a helper will skew your formula increasing the number of fans you need. But that might be the best mix for you. If you if you go that far, then why not subcontract out dealing with fans to the middle people, the labels and studios, publishers and retailers. If they work for you fine, but remember in most cases they would not they would be even worse at this than you would. The mathematics of a thousand true fans is not a binary choice. You don't have to go to this route to the exclusion of another. Many creators, including myself, will use direct relations with superfans in addition to mainstream intermediaries. I have been have been published by several big time New York publishers. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> I have self published. And I have used Kickstarter to publish my true fans. I chose each format depending on the content and my aim. But in every case, cultivating my true fans enriches the route I chose. I choose. The takeaway, a thousand true fans is an alternative path to success other than stardom. Instead of trying to reach the narrow and unlikely, unlikely peaks of platinum bestseller hits, blockbusters, and celebrity status, you can aim for direct connection with a thousand true fans. On your way, no matter how many fans you actually succeed in gaining, you'll be surrounded not by faddish infatuation, but by genuine and true appreciation. It's a much saner de destiny to hope for. And you are much more likely to actually arrive there. That's a, thou a Thousand True Fans by Kevin Kelly. I've been meaning to read that. And uh, as you may be able to tell, <laughs> I didn't read it before I started reading it right now. 
like I just turned this thing on and, and then I started I was like I'm gonna read it and so I read it I haven't read out loud since uh since uh like fucking eighth grade I think hmm a thousand true fans hmm thousand true fans Caesar oh, right I think that's totally doable easily and this is not too I don't say this out of like puffing my chest out. Like I can do this. I say this with like a a knowing of like no, like I could definitely do that. Like without a doubt. Um let's be honest here. Why do I think that future Caesar? I just I, I don't know. I, I see the I think I see the way I treat people, right? And not everyone resonates. Well, I don't get along with everyone. Some people don't fucking, they don't care for me. Um, but then there is a subset of people that I would consider like true, true fans. Right, and and uh, and these people, of course, are, are my friends. My friends, some of some of my friends, not all of them, some of them. There's a few that stand out amongst others. And not only are they my true fans, but I'm their true fans. Yeah. And I think we are we we um together we we resonate with each other because because um they're in a lot of ways like me and i am like them in the sense of not it's weird because a person is so there's so much depth to a person right and what i mean is is there's this like aspect there's this there's one thing i guess not in a lot of ways well yeah in a lot of ways with this one thing where as in they're open to to meeting new people and seeing their their greatness and acknowledging that you know and uh and there's just these a few there's there's faces that pop up in my mind of people who who I know I've had this connection with without even Maybe I did try, right? You all, you're always trying to present your best self. Yeah, you're always trying, but but it wasn't like my intention to make them like my true fan, and for me to become their true fan. <clears throat> I just think that the way I think the way that I am fans of of certain people um I think that that is returned that that will be returned or that is returned not as in like oh the universe owes me but as in, as in the sense like I am I'm like that because I guess partly I am I'm a fan of those people because because I see myself in them a bit not co not totally like oh I like I'm like exactly like him but in some senses and for that reason I think I know that uh, this true fans thing a thousand true fans is definitely doable and recently I've I've been having this uh this thinking that I want to create a community of like 
community of of people where we grow with each other. Now this sounds cheesy, but stay with me. Community of people where we grow with each other, right? We help each other, like push each other, but not by actually pushing each other. We push each other by what we do, and that inspires each other. Inspire it inspires one another. Community of that is genuine, right? That there's no no bullshit of like oh i i hang out with you because you you're you're my connection for this you know i don't want anything from you a community where if everything success anything that is considered success is taken away we would all still hang out the same way and i've had that i that when i came to la and even before i came to la I mean, I've just been thinking a lot about it as I'm here. That's what I want. A community like that, you know, where it's all these friends and family that are extremely successful, but because we helped each other, like, we inspired each other. And instead of getting jealous and um, upset or spiteful, we used that we were like we saw each other we see each other in awe and we ask questions how'd you do this or I'd ask for advice and uh, we get to what we get to get closer to our full potential yeah and that's uh, that's one thing that um, that I see that really uh, interests me more than a lot of things. I think money is, is amazing because I think it's an amplifier. And I think it would amplify that experience of having that community. But to have the money without that community would be very sad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. Let's see, I wrote down some points because I don't want to just get lost here. So, I had this business idea. <laughs> I called it the business idea of the week, right? And I was imagining this, this uh, it's like a website. Uh, it doesn't have to be a website, a platform for accountability, right? So, th currently, I think there's platforms um, for accountability where you say you're going to do like a week of jujitsu, right? And if not, if you don't do a week of jujitsu, then uh, you 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 put money in this website, and it, and it's like an accountability website. This it's this is what it's all about. You put money on the website, and you set your goal. And if you don't do it, if you don't complete it, you you pay a certain amount of money before you start. Right? You pay it so that they hold it. You're not paying. You just give like the website some money and they hold it, right? And you only get that money back if you complete it, complete your goal. But if you don't, that money gets donated to like the charity that you dislike the most and you choose that beforehand. Cool idea, right? So my business idea is to create a an accountability like betting platform where you can actively bet in live um against someone completing their goal and the person going for the goal can bet for himself completing the goal and then so how would that work because because then people can just lie right and then i i just said fuck it you know i said fuck it let's not think about all the fucking reasons why it wouldn't work let's think about why how it could work right if i had unlimited resources so how would i do it well i would have these cameras these cameras like there's a, my professor, one of my professors in college had a little square that he would pin to the front of his shirt. And we were like, what is that? It's like a tiny little square. And he was like, oh, this is a, a camera. And we were like, what? Yeah, it takes a picture a day every 30, or it takes a picture every 30 seconds. And so, and then it uploads it to a, um, to some database where at the end of however much time he wants, he can see his entire life in pictures every 30 seconds 
I was like, whoa. So it'd be a camera like that, right? Like a GoPro, think about it, whatever. And and uh, and the person who would do this would uh, wear that camera. And I'm thinking physical tasks because that's the easiest thing. If a guy wants to run 100 miles, right? I want to run 100 miles in this amount of time. He would have the camera. And of course, then he would need to have well, that camera would be live streaming what he's doing, right? And he would bet $100 on himself or something like that. And then you would have, let's say, five people come in that bet against him, $20 each. No, not five people. We'll have one person come in, $20. Yeah, or they'll bet like a certain number. Maybe he'll bet $100 against him, right? And so, so the guy starts running for 100 miles and the guy can watch him the entire time, or I mean, it's being live streamed, so it's being recorded. Um, we'll have some fucking judge or something. Anyway, the point is, is that this is all being recorded. Um, in addition, you have to have some sort of GPS tracker, and then you have to have like, I guess, like a Fitbit type of deal where you can record his pulse and shit, <laughs> and that'll be live streamed as well. And so at the end, you could see if the guy completed it or not. The thing is that you need the hard facts. Did he do it or did he not? The guy just can't fucking set the goal and then go off and do it without any evidence and come back and say he did it. And so people would begin to bet against each other like this. And if the guy fucking couldn't do it and fucking he, he just stopped at 98 miles, then the other guy wins the money that he bet that he put down for himself. But he do, if he does complete it, then the guy who bet against him loses that money. And then you can do that with all sorts of things. And that's the that's the platform that I wanted to create. <laughs> and I was just, I did a, I just thought it was fun. It was just an idea that I started that came up in my head because I started thinking of um of how do I like become more accountable with with the habits that I'm creating? And then uh, and then my my brain as it does just started going down that path so that was fun and um let's see the person has to do a video cam yeah live streams they've completed the doer wins the money that was betted against him so when the people when the guy betted a hundred dollars against him if not the doer loses the money betted against him let's say we have like yeah, and I guess you could give like stats on like your current like physical status, like before the bet starts, and people can be like, "Huh, this guy won't be able to do this shit." And I guess you have to you, you have to flip the camera before you start, <laughs> so that you can see yourself. Oh, there's so many ways that this could go wrong, but it's just a fun idea. Just a fun idea. I think this is good. Playing with ideas like this as they come because it's so boring to just it's so easy and so lazy to just say oh that's not gonna work it's a little bit harder to say how would this work because then you have to find a solution to each problem and then i started thinking um my friends invited me to this party in austin texas fucking a week and a half from now. And they said, well, this is what my friend said. He said, Caesar. Let's see. <laughs> I'm pretending to read something, but I, I don't have it in front of me. All right, here we go. He said, Caesar, mi hermano, I need you to buy a ticket, fly into Austin next week, and come to Blank's Halloween party. Camila's Halloween party. I don't know why I said Blank. Camila's this girl that I studied abroad with in fucking Cuba. And this is her boyfriend, Rami. So that we can all listen to foreplay all night long. I don't know if that's a sexual reference. I don't know if this guy's inviting me to an orgy. But I don't think he is. <laughs> it's just the way he phrased that. So that we can all so that we can listen to foreplay all night fire. He put a little fire emoji. Foreplay is a very sexual song. No, it's not really sexual. But it's a song that I fucking loved over there. It's probably what he referenced it. 
anyways and i'm like i see this message and i'm like oh i'm like first of all i'm excited because i get excited when people are like like anyone people are like caesar you need to come to this or like caesar we want you here we want you (laughs) and so i'm like uh brother i haven't answered you because i am looking for a way to get there i'll keep you posted yeah so uh, i answered like five hours later and at first i was like fuck like how the fuck am i gonna get over there like i was thinking our oh, flights are gonna be expensive i look at the flights and they are kind of expensive like 500 dollars. <sighs> and it's like the universe is teasing me because then it shows me like hundred dollar round trip flights from la to austin but in two weeks <laughs> so the week after the weekend after and and then I'm and I was gonna tell him like I can't, but then I started thinking, dude, like why can't you? Like you can do this. You're just you're just taking the easy way out, the lazy way out, which is like when you think of an idea for a business and you say I can't. The easy way out is oh yeah, I just can't. There's all these. I can't do it because of blank, 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 blank. Same thing with this. And so I said, okay, start to get a little creative here. What can we do? So I looked at the flights. I started playing around with the dates. The most I could, there was like a $178 flight, right? But I would have to fly out Friday night for six hours, some shit like that. No, I think it was like a 12-hour layover. I don't know. It was crazy, something crazy. And um, and then I fly back Saturday night, which is stupid. <laughs> oh, I just thought about what if I fly into San Antonio? now we're thinking now we're thinking but they would have to pick me up fuck or I could have my little brother drive me (laughs) oh yeah yeah I could borrow my little brother's car and I could fucking fly out to San Antonio drive to Austin go to the party come back oh my god that'd be perfect but only for the right price anyway I started thinking okay I gotta stand up I started thinking, why, what if we, okay, what if we take a bus, not happening, it's like a day and and an hour to get there, and then I said, what if I fucking drive 21 hours to get there, and I said, that's possible, let's do the math, well, I leave, let's say I leave fucking, (laughs) let's say I leave Monday, Friday, Friday uh, after work, after work, what does that even fucking mean, you don't have a schedule, let's say I leave after 5 p.m., right then i would get there fucking the next day middle of the day on saturday enough time to get to be there for the party but then i would have to drive back the entire day the next day when would you sleep (sighs) the math just doesn't work or maybe it does i don't think it works because three days of sleep one two three that's 24 hours of sleep oh my god you sleep in if I sleep set eight hours a day, seven hours, six hours, six times three is 18. Yeah, that could work, but that's just fucking crazy, right? And then I started looking at free ways that I could travel to fucking, like, uh, that I could take a flight. And uh, there's just, like, the the regular ways you get free flights, which is credit cards, points, and shit. And then I started looking on Craigslist, like, maybe I could do some gigs real quick. I need $500. And then my friend texted me back, brother, this is the best news I've heard all day that I said that I was thinking of ways to go. And he said this. He said this because this guy knows how to rile me up. He said, and just remember, the most interesting interesting man in the world requires the most interesting story. So do what you got to do to get down here. Motherfucker. If you want to get me to do something, you fucking tell me that. So I just don't know. I don't know what to do, what to do, what to do. This is complicated. And so there's that. Oh, my God, I really have to pee. So I think I'm going to pause this. I'm going to come back. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pause this. I'm going to come back. Uh, I'm 
we're back. That took me fucking two minutes, and that happened in an instant for you. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> that was a great piss. All right. Anyway, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah, we were talking about how... Yeah, so I want to go to Austin, and, and why do I want to go to Austin? Well, one, because, like I said, I love it when people love, want me, right? That's like anyone. You love it when you want you, don't you? Come on, Caesar. You do. Maybe you've grown out of that. But I mean, can you grow out of that? I don't know. Do you want to grow out of that? Maybe you do. But I'm thinking, like, maybe I should travel to find jobs. Then I started thinking, like, maybe I should just go to another country. Again, I started thinking this again. Maybe I should just drop everything, go to another country, and pick up odd jobs. Pick up the the old cooking job in, in a Thai kitchen, you know, where they teach me how to cook. But then I would get bored. I would get bored after about... A month. And I'd have to do something else. I feel like I'm wasting my time. And so I'd move on to like, what What, what can we do? Fucking, can we work on a ship? <laughs> but then that would take months. So no, we can't work on a ship. Or maybe we can. Maybe we can work on a ship for a short trip. Like a week. And we hitch a ride to another country. Right? Where we get food poisoning. And there, we go to a hospital where we meet a cute, a beautiful nurse who we begin to court, right? And like always, with the Caesar charm, it's a 50-50. But when, it, when I mean it's a 50-50, I mean it's a fucking home run. Or it's a fucking... <laughs> or it's the opposite of a home run, which I don't know. I mean, I feel like not striking out is not the opposite. I feel like striking out is like the middle, you know? So imagine and the opposite of the home run where striking out is the middle. <laughs> That's what it is for Caesar. All the way or nothing. All the way. I guess the nothing part is the middle part. But when I look back, it's not like nothing bad has happened when I don't hit that home run. But it's either a home run or it's nothing. So I guess it is. So it's all the upside or nothing. Nothing bad happens. Isn't that crazy? Every time that I've gone after a girl, I get a little crazy. And and you know what? It's not with every girl because the girl has to make me crazy. But I get a little crazy and I go all in. And a lot. <laughs> no, I don't want to say a lot of the times. Some of the times. It pays off in the sense of I get what I want, quote unquote, you know, because do I know what I want? <laughs> I don't think I know what I want. I know what uh, what uh, what grabs my attention at the moment. But what do I really want? I don't know. I don't fucking know, to be honest. And so. So when I go crazy for a girl, right, they capture my attention and I go all in and sometimes it's nothing <laughs> but I went all in so I guess that's why it seems so ridiculous because we went so hard on the fucking pavement that when you don't get the reward quote unquote you feel like fuck like what are you doing with your life but when you get the reward it's 10 times better than what you imagined it fucking just it goes I mean it's everything you imagined and more and it's happened three times three or four and so why did I start talking about this because we were talking about fucking traveling right and so I don't know why I started talking about this <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was talking about traveling and then meeting a a nurse <laughs> so when I meet this nurse right and uh, and and so yeah yeah the point was what if I travel to get odd jobs and learn skills like maybe that that kind of attracts me a lot you know what doesn't attract me let's talk about what doesn't attract me 
doing the same repetitive task over and over again. Hmm, that's a lie. That's a lie. I just lied. I don't know why I did that. I didn't lie. I didn't know I was lying. But it's because I think about exercise. And a lot of times I'm doing the same thing over and over, also in jiu-jitsu, but I guess it's not the same thing over and over. Because in jiu-jitsu, I'm constantly learning skills. Always new partners. There's always new moves. There's always new positions that you're in. With weightlifting, you're always pushing the wall. You're always trying to get somewhere new. But there's, there's, then there's some tasks that are just, like, you f I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Like, there's nothing new to come. And I'm not meant, I'm not meant for that. I'm going to say it right now. I'm not meant for that. I don't know why. Maybe I'm broken. <laughs> That's such a movie thing to say. It's a movie line right there. Where the character says, maybe I'm broken. And then he has like a, a friend or a, or, a, or a lover that hasn't become a lover yet. Tells him, you're not broken. <laughs> um, dude, I wonder if people outside this room can hear me. I'm scared. All right, anyway. <sighs> but I think I should go to Austin because... It's the kind of want, the kind of life I want to live. Spontaneous life, where I make shit that seems impossible, or that the ordinary folk would not do. The logical thing, the boring thing, would be not to go. There's fun in solving this problem, in finding a way to get there. In surprising everyone. In having an adventure. There's fun in adventures. But then I think about. What adventure. What about the adventure you're currently having. The one where you've got all these habits set up. And what do you do on Saturdays and Sundays? You cook and stuff. And now you have this idea. To. What if you could do all your work. On on Saturday and Sunday or set yourself up to where you know what you're going to do every day of the week perfectly as in what I mean by, by that is you've got it set up already you already know what emails you're going to send you carve out some time for emails that are unexpected and then the rest of the time you go in and you work on projects Side projects. Side projects for the company. Side projects for yourself. Instead of coming in every day and fucking just saying like, okay, what's what's up? What's next? I don't know what's next. Is that an adventure in itself? Am I running back to what's comfortable here by wanting to go hang out with these people? It's hard, man. It's not hard. <laughs> Why am I lying? It's not hard. <laughs> I was going to say it's hard. It's hard being out here. Not really. Sometimes. But not most of the time. Most of the time, I feel like I'm going somewhere. Even though you look at me and it looks like I do the same thing over and over again. But it's it's kind of like doing the same repetitive step that gets me up the, the mountain faster instead of trying something new every time no 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 I find what would worked cut off the fat simplify 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 perfect is not when you can't add anything else, it's not when you can add something more. It's when you can't take away anything else. Hashtag Tim Ferriss. Hashtag whoever Tim Ferriss quoted for that quote. <sighs> but 
but would it, wouldn't it be fun to go? I could go. You just gotta, gotta want it, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I got a black eye from jujitsu. I got fucking elbowed in jujitsu. Um, I got destroyed last night actually, in jujitsu, demolished. Um, yeah, I got destroyed because. I actually did really good. I mean, I was going against guys that were really hard, but I went against this guy called Sweaty Eddie. That's his <laughs> nickname. His name's Eddie, and he sweats. I sweat way more than him. I think we sweat the same amount. When we were rolling, we were just sparring. We were in like the... It was already like 15 minutes in or something. And that's a lot of time. It's like three rounds in. Three five-minute rounds. And... We were both already sweaty as fuck. So we started rolling. And it was just too, like... <laughs> just too, like... It's like they had dipped us in, in the ocean before we started rolling. And our the water would just not go away from our skin. It was awesome. But then I got destroyed. He triangled me three times. And did some other submission a fourth time. So I got submitted four times in the span of five minutes. <sighs> but the day before that, I got elbowed. And, um, yeah. I got elbowed. And I have a black eye. It looks cool. Or, I mean, it's cool because I've never gotten one. And then I had not been wearing my headgear. So my ears started hurting. Because, you know, you get, like, hit in the ears sometimes. And so I'm scared that I'm going to get cauliflower ear. So I keep touching it. And it hurts because at night you can't, like, lay on it. So then I started wearing my headgear because I was like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I got this fucking uh, black guy <laughs> that you can't really tell because I wear my glasses. But if I take it off, it's like, whoa, what happened to you, bro? And fucking dude, after last night's jujitsu rolling, it's just a lot. And so I feel I've felt dead. And I had to stretch. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to start doing, stretching. Because in the body, it was so, like, tight. Especially my lower back. Oh, my lower back was killing me yesterday. And this morning when I woke up, oh, it feels better now. But I, I was stretched last night. And I didn't go today to jujitsu in the morning. I was supposed to go. But I didn't. Because I wanted to sleep more. To let my body rest. Which I think was a good call. But I didn't go to the gym yesterday. And I should have gone to the gym yesterday. But I didn't go to the gym because I thought I needed to rest more. Because I had that black eye. But no. I, this is just a black eye. It's just like a bruise. But yesterday I did need the rest. Because I went. My body was like aching. Um, so today, right now, we're going to go lift. I haven't lifted in a while. Like four days. And uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to gain muscle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, how do we go to this party? It'd be awesome. So there's this guy, right, that invested in the company that I'm working with. This guy's just fucking chilling. The first time I met this fucker, he just walked in like nothing. Like... What I mean, uh, that's the wrong description. He walked in like he owned the room. I was like, what the fuck? It's like this fucking ambiance a person carries with him. And I was like, whoa. I think it's because he's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time we we met him, he uh, he like fell asleep for like 30 minutes in some room. And I was like, this fucking guy, he spends his time out of the country. Just fucking traveling the world. What a legend. But what I see is is the freedom that he has. To just do what what he wants. That's what we want. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, the Fight Boy Friday is going well. Very well. People are really enjoying it. Um, 
and last week I I wrote some one of the, my uh, the best things I think I've written um, in response to some article that I mentioned uh, called the F- your life in weeks and that gotten a lot of messages about that and they're like dude that was deep yes it was I listened to like the interstellar song um, where we're going while I was writing it kind of like it's exactly what I'm listening to now on one ear because <laughs> it makes shit deep but yeah What to do with life? What to do, what to do? Can we go? How can we go? How can we make it out there? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But what else is up? Um... I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Let you go for now. Future Caesar. Uh, I will keep working towards building the body. Mm. Building the mind. No, meditation's going well. Sam Harris app is fucking killer. It's incredible. And building the career building the opportunities, finding the freedom, keep working towards that. And and one thing I don't think I've been doing a lot of is building the community. I need to build the community more. How do I do that? I don't know. I just, uh, it's going to be my intention after this podcast. And uh, I'll, figure, I'll figure a way out. I'll figure a way. But, yeah, I'll talk to you later.